welcome to the Lost Cause podcast. I am your DM, Josh Wilkinson, and I'm joined, as always, by our favorite, favorite DD players, Harris? Halcyon, stay praised, baby. And Kale? It's your boy, Squee Movie! <laughs> and Lexus? Well, hello. How's everyone going? Very excited to be back again. And our special guest, joining us all the way from Wellington, give it up for our friend, Jade. I'm so happy that you guys are picking the microphones for Harris's edit, just to reintroduce me as me only but in Wellington this time. Um, That's great. New and improved. Perfect. I don't know. New I don't improved. know if we Jade know 2. for 0. sure that it is Jade because um, she doesn't have a camera on. Um, That's true. It could be my identical twin sister. Be. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Moving forward, I believe we have a a very quick review review, specifically a redo of the review review because our last recording may or may not have been lost to the the, the ether. Anyway, the annals of time. Uh, yeah, we do. We have an email uh, from Alex. Uh, thank you for sending in an email, Alex. If you want to email us, you can. We'll talk about it. Or review us on iTunes. You can email us at lostcosepod at gmail.com. Or get in touch on our socials at lostcos. You, you know. Uh, the email is simple. It, is, it has a black background, uh, red writing, hashtag Celsius. Yeah. What do we yeah. think? <laughs> Based on our reactions, I think we <laughs> love that so much. Uh, I, I'm going to give it about 4,000 Stegosauruses um, for me. Big fan. Wow. <laughs> Up so the Celsius. <laughs> That's a new show this right there. Year. Up the Celsius. This year's our year. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you guys come on uh, i'm gonna give this a cheer trophy because it's so fun to mess with harris we all know it and i'm glad you guys are getting on board thank you you can shake your head as much yeah. as you want harris we all enjoy it i'm feeling a little bit of earthquake deja vu because i think <laughs> i'm pretty sure this is a seven out of seven and I've, I've, I've felt this earthquake before <laughs> uh, mate i just survived my computer so it didn't fall on the floor <laughs> What a powerful <laughs> Simple, one. sweet, and perfect. I love this review. Well done. I um I, I give this review five stars. I love this review. This is the best. <laughs> this is the best review. It's clever. It's fun. Um and I think that um I'm getting on board with it. You know, I think that a lot of people are stoking these these flames because I'm um anti Celsius, but I'm getting on board with it. I love it. Uh I'm gonna give this a solid two thumbs up. Now I know my rating system does go higher and I am a huge Celsius fan. Um but yeah, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up is solid, you know? Except uh, except two thumbs up. Two thumbs up is good. Um and yeah, please, more Celsius in the future. You heard Harris, he's on board with it now, so it's great. I Everyone love it. is on board with it. So that means that we can really push Celsius, and there are no consequences. So keep it <laughs> up. We want to see bad photoshops of Celsius. We want to see art of what you think their kids might look like. That's what we want. Uh, and if it's really good or really bad, we'll share it on our socials. 
<laughs> even even like made up love letters between the two would be fantastic in yes, our emails. I like would love to read about. Write some fan yeah. fiction about Celsius oh yes, and send please. it to us at and lostcospod at gmail.com. I would love that so much. And if it's really good or really bad, <laughs> we might read it out. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> we'll probably read it out. Let me tell you, some, some Celion fan fiction, that'd get three thumbs up for sure. Subscribe to the Patreon we don't have, and you will read out some Celion fan fiction for you. Start, start us a Patreon, and then and then put your fanfic on it. <laughs> and uh, with that, we can uh, slide into the recap for the last episode. In the last episode. Uh, we waited patiently as Halcyon opened up his large chest for us to to find out some big secrets as he took out what is officially and shouldn't be named a hurdy-gurdy, uh, a beautiful, intricate instrument that uh, Halcyon has snuck into the city. Uh, we decided from then that we were going to play some beautiful music with Halcyon. Uh, just some real great lovely, definitely nothing bad happened while we listened to this music. Uh, and after the beautiful music had been finished playing we realized that there was still an ice cream salesman waiting outside of our building who had been just knocking on the windows so we go out to just check on him see what's going on and somehow through through the beautiful powers uh of halcyon's very convincing attitude uh we made this guy uh indentured to us for life by uh blackmailing him with the information that we'd received by realizing he was harboring two ice methods inside of his ice cream cart to keep it all cold. So now we have an entire legion of informants in the city, and that will definitely not uh, hurt Josh in any way possible. Uh, we decided then that we were going to go to Crixie's little outpost in the desert uh, and stumbled upon a horrifying, horrifying monkey thing covered in blood. So <laughs> I wonder what'll happen. I wonder who died. Let's find out. In this episode of the Lost Cause Pod. Just to repaint this picture, in front of you all is a creature that is part razor blade, part canine, part primate, all monster. Its white fur, normally pristine, is drenched with blood. The creature sort of pulls what looks like a bit of shoe leather out of its maw and throws it to the ground where there is a pile of bones and scales and not a lot of flesh for some some creature that arrived at Crixia's tent before you all did. Um, Crixia, I think... I mean, just be careful. I think something may have eaten your pet. <laughs> oh, no, uh, that that is Giggles, my pet. He, uh, he just seems to have found dinner. What? Uh, oh. <laughs> this thing is um, not a pet. Of course he is. That is Giggles. That is a wild animal. Well, what else do you expect to find in the desert, Halcyon? 
Well, I mean, Foresight originally came from the desert. Squeeb, you're not helping. This is an unsafe scenario to be in. Have you seen Foresight? He's a wonderful creature. He's he's my favorite. Um, Helsing's going to take a step back and, like, not put his hands or anything there, but like a like a toddler, who, like a shy toddler is going to stand behind Tria because he's seen her <laughs> turn into a bear. <laughs> and he's just going to be like, all right, I don't need to position myself away from this blood-soaked nightmare that everyone's acting like is a normal thing. Now, now, Giggles, these are my friends. <laughs> you are not to eat them, okay? Good Giggles. And Craigsir will throw I don't him some. Find that convincing. <laughs> She'll throw some giggles, some like uh, dried out axe beak meat as like a snack. With like a blinding speed, the meat is caught mid air. Um, the creature stands there as if having a, a thought, and then coughs. And as it does so, it coughs up a like really like slick bundle of vellum onto the ground and then will, without turning around, just back away towards the tent, hunched over, tearing into this bit of Axby. Yeah, that's not the most haunting way that this creature could withdraw. Oh, it's going into your tent. Very, very well. Look at the look at the trail of blood it is leaving behind itself. Okay, well, we didn't come here to go in your house. We came here to have a bit of space to do some magic, but um, I'm sorry. You're all acting like this is totally normal. It's been a while since I've been out into the desert. Is this just standard protocol that wild animals just kind of live with you? And um, Well, I mean, I, I think I'm in shock. I have never seen anything like this before, so I, I don't quite know how to respond. Except for the fact that I'm a little bit scared and a little bit comforted at the same time. It, it's very weird. Do not volley squeeb. I will not let Giggles hurt you. As Crixie walks over and picks up the, um, I guess effectively the hairball that it just coughed up. Why are you touching that? Well, I want to know what it is. Giggles normally does not throw much up. Um... Well, uh, this, this pet is, did you just, like, find him? Did you grow up with, with him? Is he, um, I'm not is he holding really sure you here what against, questions to ask. Is he holding you here against your will? <laughs> Hostage, Crixia. Blink twice if, if you're safe. <laughs> no, no, he is not holding me here against my will. And as much as Truth I lie. would have loved to have grown up with uh, with giggles. Truth. Um, <laughs> I, I found giggles out in the desert uh, maybe a year ago. And we've come to an understanding that I look after giggles and giggle looked after me and home. Okay. I guess. Foresight um, does not like giggles, by the way. Foresight has, like, assumed a very low, almost like a pouncing stance. Hasn't made a move towards giggles, but is, like, growling under his breath as much as a big lizard can. He's significantly larger than giggles is, um, but 
you can tell Squeeb that he's not keen on starting something. Yeah. Um. Well, side. Maybe maybe we'll just come over here for a bit. Just we'll take you know maybe twenty more steps this way, and we'll just hang out over this way. Okay. I might join you both. That sounds like a good idea. Look at how much blood is on this sand. Well, I might just try something really quick. Um, I'm going to cast message to to Giggles um, and just say, uh, are you friendly? As you send the message, you immediately can tell something is wrong. What you hear is like feedback. It is your own voice being echoed back towards you. Uh, and I need you to roll a wisdom save. Uh, I got a 17. Nice. Whew. Please that be high enough. I mean, high. nothing would happen if it was low anyway, right? This is fine. How <laughs> dare you? Yeah, Giggles, Giggles is an adorable pet. The, the reverberation gets louder and louder, and then it it shifts in pitch to the point where you can't hear it, but you feel pressure on your ears. And then the pressure fades. Giggles, in response, just smiles at you. Well, I uh, I guess I'm never casting message again. That was traumatizing. What the hell? What happened? I d- just got a whole bunch of static and could like almost hear my own voice. And then a whole bunch of pressure and... Oh, I did not like oh, that good. feeling at all. Good. So it's not just physically imposing, it is magically imposing too? Good, good, good. Fair, fun, fair. Are you sure you're not his pet, well, Crixia? Well, you know, if you're going to invade somebody's mind against their will, it may not always go your way, you know? I suppose that's a fair point, and I will think twice from now on. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Crixia will unroll the... Um, Valium, did you say? The scroll? Uh, the Valium. Yeah, as you unroll... He got them a shit ton of Valium. This dude is fucked. <laughs> yeah, that's why the smell doesn't work. because his mind doesn't know what's going He's on. He's just zonked out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you basically hit the answering machine on that spell. <laughs> Um, <laughs> as you yeah, you take the vellum, you uh, you begin to unfurl it. You see that there is writing on this piece of paper. From your perspective, just behind the vellum, you can see that giggles, uh, almost in response to you reading the message that he coughed up. His head begins to sort of rotate until his chin is at the top. Um, wait, a full one hundred and eighty degree rotation, and just sort of like stares at you. But anyway, as you open up this piece of vellum, it reads, Congratulations, citizen. You have been selected to compete in the new Titan Games. These games will feature three skilled teams competing against the dangerous creatures of the Puaha Desert. Uh, and then in uh, smaller text, it says, Provided by Platinum Citizen Verdier. And then you will compete against each other, all in honor of the Undying Queen. The rules are simple. Each team will have to defeat three rounds of Puaha's vicious monsters to qualify for the final round. Each team will have an hour to prepare between rounds, leaving the arena during a battle, or leaving a holding cell during preparation time will count as a disqualification for a fighter and their entire team. 
The survivors of the three teams will face off in a battle royale to decide the ultimate winner. Their names will be engraved in a sandstone block used to rebuild the Undying Cathedral. They will also receive a generous copper reward. If you aren't competing, or if you have a friend who isn't competing, tickets are now on sale. Iron tier citizens need not apply for tickets. Gold tier citizens will be sent a ticket free of charge. Well, I suppose uh, she found out where to find me. This is just the details of the uh, tournament for tomorrow. Ah. Well, Good. I guess we know uh, what giggles ate then. That's not going to be a problem. Giggles not aware of the concept of don't eat the messenger, it seems. But um... Well, to be fair, I never said that anybody could come to my house apart from you guys. So you go out into the desert, desert is a dangerous place. I feel like sending a courier out into the desert wasn't a smart decision. It sounds I'm like you are really all the... very much justifying the wanton murder and massacre of a innocent courier within the grand city of Titan. We are not... What? I'm not saying it was a good thing. I'm just saying it... They... Titan and the Pentorum should know better than to send couriers out into the desert. So technically wasn't in, inside the walls of Titan. Um, but but you're right. I'm not justifying this. It's it sounds like good. you are, Squeep. It's a, look at how many stab wounds are on this... The torso that remains. Everything else is gone. Also, Halcyon, I'm pretty sure Giggles can hear you and understand you, so maybe Uh, just be careful what you say. I, Halcyon, like, just immediately shuts up and (laughs) nods towards Squib. As you, yeah, you look up at Giggles. Giggles nods, but again, because his head is entirely upside down, it's like in reverse order. I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, um, this nightmarish configuration of reality that I seem to be staring at right now, uh, paired with the reminder of the of the games that are coming up, does raise a good point. Um, I, uh, when Squeeb came uh, to my uh, residence, I was um, in the middle of attuning to the. Uh, I was weapon. always at your residence. I was yes, yes, <laughs> of course. While Squeeb and I were hanging out, I began to attune to the weapon that was given to me um, for the games. You what? You were attuning to what is essentially our death sentence without asking, maybe, if the rest of us were comfortable with that? Well, this was prior to our little powwow, and I had taken it upon myself that as the higher tier member of uh, the group that we wanted to have best chance of succeeding. Um, also, it is a goblin oath blade, um, so it felt kind of right. And largely, the My... reason that I did do it was because Squeeb is such a talented carpenter, I could not get the plank <laughs> underneath my bed open without extra force, and I figured that maybe having this weapon, um, which when I identified it was... Very revealing in terms of the high level of power that this uh, such item would give me. Thought I could potentially um, get to my hurdy-gurdy. My protest wasn't that I wanted somebody else to attune to it. My protest was because 
Ombok said to us that putting the blade on would mean that we would sign ourselves up to die in this combat. And we said we would talk about it later and subsequently did not talk about it later. And you did it anyway. I'm not going to... I'm not trying to be aggressive. I just... This is literally our lives on the line. It's very fair, which is why I'm bringing it up now. But but just two counterpoints to that. Um, we only die if I use it. Um, secondly, cool, we should die. Because it's just for a little minute. It's just a quick blip to the afterlife. And then we're back again. Ombok didn't... Ombok said that we would die if she saw it on somebody. Yeah, look at... I've got long sleeves. Not if it I'm, was... I'm wearing it right now. I haven't attuned to it, but it is wrapped around my arm, and you didn't notice. Or maybe you did. You have quite high <laughs> passive perception. <laughs> <laughs> long sleeves fall. And Ombok is a Pentora member. I also don't, could not possibly assume whether they're going to be putting us in some kind of weird garb for this battle as part of their show. It, there is a million possible ways that Ombok could see this weapon on your arm. You're right, you're right. But I think that we um, are best suited to follow along with the high suggestions of, of the grand Ombok herself, uh, so I, th I think that we should die, but here I am having the conversation later before I commit to attuning to this magnificent weapon. I, um, again, it's not death. It's a, it's a temporary trip away from existence. I have, I have I... a question. I mean, <clears throat> I'm, I'm up for the idea of, um, you know, great risk, great reward. Um, all for it, but but um, Halcyon, I, have you prepared yourself for if if when you die, the Dragon Queen is not there? Have you prepared yourself for this? Um, no, no, not at all. Um, so in your mind, there is absolutely not even a zero point zero zero all the way up to infinity zero one percent chance that. The Dragon Queen doesn't exist? No, of course she exists. There is a chance that I do not see her, for potentially I have not impressed her uh, in such a way that she deems me worthy to look upon her grand visage, her beauty, the five heads of fantasticness. Uh, but I um, will then have a glimpse into whether I'm on the right path or the wrong path when I come back. If I don't okay. see her, then I just need to work twice as hard. Second question. Five times as hard. If this, <clears throat> let's pretend for a second that this is permanent and you do not see her. Are you not worried at all about, you know, the possibility of us not being revived and you not seeing her? Pentor so number Ombok to... gave me her word that we would be revived and she was telling the truth. Mm. And I like hold up the ring and point to it. Not a worry in the world. Okay. I just, I just want you to be prepared, I'm... that's all, you know, for any possibility. I appreciate it, but I'm not in denial. 
I am in a state of faith fervor. Oh. All right. Uh, we are, you just, you must understand, Halcyon, we are putting a lot of faith in you because you carry the ring and the rest of us can't feel its effects. We have a lot to live for. Tria, I swear to you, you doing this will only progress our quest faster and will only get you into a better position for you and your children to be reunited. You have my word. Is this the first time you've given us your word? I can't remember. I think so, yes. You d you weren't deserving of it before. Sorry, uh, apologies. The instinct is there. It will take some time for me to move past the structure of how I have engaged with lesser tier citizens. I respect you all. I give you my word. It will be fine. Just a quick trip to the afterlife. I mean, aren't you all curious? I mean, I am. That's why my vote is yes, but it's not just up to me. Well, I suppose you've kind of already decided for us, but... Um, well, I haven't we have yet. I haven't finished attuning to this weapon. So you can take it off? No, I, yeah, I haven't finished attuning oh. to it. Okay. Well, should we have this vote now, then? Considering I vote yes. We're talking about... <laughs> I, I think we got... I just wanted it one. on record. Halcyon takes out his book and starts, like, tallying the votes. Halcyon? Yes. That's one for the eyes. Squeep? Seeing you, uh, as you say yes, giggles raises. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> All right. Is Giggles a part of our team? I, I would actually, I think I'd feel comfortable with that. He's not part of this. Well, considering uh, the fact that he's on well, your I side. Mean... Yeah, but I think he wants to kill me now. I don't think he understands the intricacies of this vote. Yes, we know you're creepy and would like in... to massacre us. In, in response, Giggles' head turns another 180 degrees back, so it's sitting with his chin down. And then he begins to sort of like, at first it looks like he's drying the blood off of his long claws, but then you see there's a bit of a pattern to it, and he's slowly, like, in, in simple stick figure form, is starting to sketch the party. I've got a question about him going a full 360. Um, does his, like, skin just, like, roll around over his bones, or is his, like, neck skin just, like, tightened right now? It's very tight right now. It okay. was definitely a lot looser before. So, yes, Tria, Crixia, what say you, voting-wise? Crixia, you've been quite quiet on the whole concept of death, but I assume that this is just a normal part of your everyday life when you live with a creature like this, the concept that you might die. Well, I wouldn't say it's something to do with giggles, but uh, I've had that concept for a very long time. Yes, it is a part of life. I... Uh... God, I made a snide comment and now I feel bad, knowing what I know about your history, so I apologize. It's okay, it was 22 years ago. A very long time. Do not feel no you more. You don't forget, though. Truth That's or half lie a body in on life. that. On whether Crixia feels <laughs> about it anymore. Oh, yeah. alright. Truth, my man. Ooh. Interesting. She went to therapy. <laughs> 
<laughs> Google's is yeah, her secretly that's, that's that's why she trusts Google so much. She um she sits on her couch every night. She's and... confided in Giggles hugely. The the existence of Giggles reminds you that there are worse things in life. <laughs> um, so Crixie uh, will look at, at Tria um for Tria's vote. Well, I mean, what the benefit of signing our lives away was that just for getting the the blade that you now currently possess? On paper, I suppose, yes. But I think that there is a far greater benefit in terms of we would do ourselves a favor to endear ourselves as much as possible to each of the uh, Pentorum members, and considering the engagements that you've had with the last Pentorum member we have worked for, potentially this is a good opening for us to have a more beneficial relationship um, rather than one based on frustration. Okay. I am putting this trust in you and... So help me, if for some reason I do not come back from death, I will haunt you and your everlasting, <laughs> your everlasting peace for eternity. You will no, you will not have peace in the afterlife if for some reason I totally under I totally understand and I accept it. Um, just so you're aware, you would never be let into the grand kingdom of the Dragon Queen. Um, but but the concept I, I I take. But again, it's a moot point because we will be brought back to life. Um, I'm going to message Trixia and just say Trixia. Um, <laughs> Trixia. <laughs> Uh, I thought us. you. I thought you <laughs> intended name? that. I thought you were like, I'm going uh, yeah, to I did. I did. I did. Yeah, Trixia, both of them. Um, and Squeeb is going to say, um, I can't wait for him to find out that there is no Dragon Queen. I mean, I'll be surprised if there is, but I, I'm looking forward to this. I must say, it will be a very interesting interaction to uh, say the least for him. Yes. As you guys, as you send this message, there is, of course, that familiar feedback. Oh God! This time, not as strong. Um, it it definitely it doesn't interfere with the message, but it is this very weird, very new sensation, uh, a sensation you've never felt casting the spell before. That there is like, it's almost like the message is traveling through oh, like a, no. a thick, like viscous something to get to its destination. I I mean, I've never cast this spell before, but the times that I've heard it in my head, it wasn't so awful. Yes, um, I think I'm going to say this out loud. Um, I think your friend might have some ability to listen to my spells, so I'm just going to not do that anymore around him, if that's all right with you guys. Giggles is currently drawing a circle around stick figure squeeb. Okay, haunting. Um, well, just just so I can quickly wrap up for my notes, that was an I from Halcyon, that was an I from Squeeb, that was an I from Tria and Crixia. 
Well, I personally not, do not know much about the, the magic of it, but if you all seem to think it's a good idea, then... Well, let's die, I suppose. I just think that this blade would make Halcyon less... Um, no, how about I say, more helpful in the desert. I agree with that wholehearted blade. Well, uh, I assume these tasks will bring us out here at some point. God, I hope and not. If, if this is the first experience of the desert we, that we have, I really, I have done well avoiding this absolute nightmare. Oh, do not volley Halcyon. There is far much worse in the desert than good old giggles. That yes, makes me worry so much more, Crixia. That makes me worry so much more. <laughs> you have um, to just work uh, on your bedside manner. Has Tria ever encountered a stray <laughs> magic missile in the desert? <laughs> um, through your your brief traveling through the desert, you haven't come across any magic missiles. But working at the Purple Worm, you could swear a, a drunk patron has mentioned magic missiles before. That just appeared out of nowhere. What's <laughs> <laughs> the drunk patron squeak? <laughs> 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 I do remember. Well, I don't... Now we... That's fantastic. Thank you for your trust. I will um, get on to attuning to this weapon uh, when we have a spare moment. But, Squabe, why don't we get on to doing what we came out here to do, which is, oh, casting time magic, bringing myth into reality. Yes. Yes, that is what we came to do. I also may have an idea about um, how to how to complete our previous quest. You see, the Pentorum member with the magic ink, I believe... I believe in my heart that she is just, you know, messing with us, and the ink is still in the box. Yes, well, we... When me and Crixia went to go and speak to her again, it was... I mean, it... It was always strange speaking to her, but she does. It does just seem like she wants to make Verdia seem useless um, and like a fool. And I expect that even if it's not in that box, she's hidden it somewhere. Well, what I was going to say was this: the, one of the two spells that I know um, to cast the spell, it well, it basically stops time. Except for me. Except, yeah, except for me. Um, so I can move around while time is stopped. So I may be able to steal this box. Although it does seem to void magic. So I don't know if it will actually work, to be honest. Now that I think of it. Hmm. Hmm. Well, well we came out here to test these things. And... I would like to see how long the time stopped stops. I mean, last. Villa, would we maybe perhaps move a little bit further from my house? I do not know the extent of your magic, but I'd like to have a house at the end of this. Oh, yeah, we yes. wouldn't want anything bad to happen to your house. Not like having creatures with razor fingers around that could tear through, you know, the fabric of a tent. But yeah, yes, of course. Of course. And also, I know what it's like to have a pet and um, have something happen to your pet. And I sort of, um, like, 
I grumble Zulti's name under my breath, like that piece of shit fucking <laughs> Zulti fuck. Um, so I, 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 I understand, and I, I wouldn't want anything to happen to your pet, even if I am terrified of it. I, I, I do respect that you know you care for this creature, and so I will make sure that the there will be some veil left. So as long as you both know not to go anywhere near it, um, then you know you're good. So your time magic, what is it that you can do with it? It's like just pause, rewind. How well, long does this there's, last? There's a lot of spells in this book, but only two that I can sort of decode because it's all in Bodian and uh, I'm the only sort of person that can speak Bodian at the moment. Um, and so... Uh, one of them I have only sort of briefed over um, and would need to go through my book to to tell you what it does. But the other one I tried out the other day when I was hanging out with Halcyon all day. <laughs> um, you say that quite suspiciously. Sorry, I, I, it's it's I... like it's, when you when you need to tell a lie, you, you've got to believe it. So I'm just trying to make myself believe it. Um, I wasn't actually hanging out with Halcyon. I was casting a spell, which which we told you guys about. Um, but yeah, um, th the reason why I keep saying it like that is because I, I need to believe it in case anyone asks me. Very um, well, we shall remember yes. for you too. You've uh, with Halcyon Thank you. all day. All day. All day. But, uh... but anyway, uh, it stops time and it... It's a curse, basically, and it ages um, the target of the spell a certain amount of time, depending on how high a level I cast the spell at. Well, if you'd like a little bit of assistance, Squeeb, I, I do understand a few words of Baldian. I could uh, perhaps look for you, see if I can offer assistance. Okay. Yeah, sure, why not? Bit of help translating? Sounds like a plan. Um, yeah, and I hand the book over. Uh, Crixie will take the book and start reading through it. So now that this is the second person who has had a proper look through the book, I will just give a, a brief rundown of what this is. This book is its effectively the journal of a probably long dead from old age Bodian uh, by the name of Squinton. It explores his experimentation in magic of how the angle from which he looked at magic is different than most wizards. Most wizards look at magic and they immediately think of the pinnacle, of what what possibilities, what universe-altering powers there are. But this is not the diary of a traditional wizard. This is the diary of a wizard who looked at the idea of how could we make food last longer? Or if we have rations that have gone off, how could we make, like, would it be possible to reverse time so that those rations aren't bad anymore? They're, it's the angle taken by, like, a survivalist, a member of a community that have had to do with little, as opposed to the normal grandstanding ultimate powerful uh, sky's the limit wizard. And through that perspective, 
uh, Squinton has made incredible leaps and bounds in the ideas of, of time magic. And this book culminates in his choice to go to the City of Silks, which is the only sort of proper Bodian community, as most Bodians tend to travel far and wide. Um, and his idea that he's going to present time magic, everything that he's discovered, developed to the leaders of the Bodian community and insist that it be taught to all Bodians. And that is effectively the the narrative behind the arcane equations, the things that you probably wouldn't understand, Grixia, are all these these equations and musings about magic and its nature. Uh, but the, the sort of general <laughs> story is here of this Bodian's life. You're right there, Harris. <laughs> Prob- probably wouldn't understand, you say? <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> probably wouldn't understand, Robert. Crixia knows <laughs> maths. Only a few words, you say. Um, so, uh, after after reading through, um, Crixia will relay uh, the parts that she's managed to you know, translate. And then we'll walk back to Squeeb and point at the equations. Well, I do not uh, fully understand what all this means. I assume it is something to do with your uh, abilities. But uh, I believe that this is some formula for your for your spells. Trace. Oh, okay. I'll take a look at that. Um, yeah, can I quickly just skim over the formula? <laughs> As you take back the book, the little squinting illusion appears on the surface. Warning, this book has been accessed by an unauthorized user. Oh, um, yes, uh, they, they had permission. Um, did they access anything I should know about? It is best to keep the information of this book to my apprentice and my apprentice only. You are my registered apprentice. Sharing this information could be incredibly detrimental. Noted. Okay. I will not share it again. Sorry, Grixia. I will, um, from now on, I will have to keep this to myself. Um, if... Is there any way that I can safeguard this, uh, from any opening eyes? Any... There are many spells that would allow you to protect this book. If you would like, I can add it to your spell list. Yes, that would be fantastic. Just in case it slipped away or, you know. However, if you find this measurement is not strong enough, there is a, of course, the code word, Squinton's last name, which would have been given to you when he handed you the book. Can I... Can I recall how I found this book? (laughs) Uh, this book was given to you by your parents. Such a who are not squinting. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um... If this word is ever spoken aloud, the book will disintegrate. Okay, good to know. There is also a small chance it will disintegrate the person holding it. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, okay. Do we all Can hear I... Yeah, this is out loud. Oh, good. Can I, can I access who? Can I see who has accessed this book? 
This book has been accessed by you. It has been accessed very briefly by the Bodians Avum, by the Bodian Squillium, obviously by me who wrote the book. It has also been accessed by another small creature who I have picked up their name to be Halcyon. And of course, this last unknown user. Oh, I will also add as an addendum, this book has been accessed by a dragonborn, but from my, what I gathered, the dragonborn did not learn anything. Um, I see that there's an unknown name here. Um, who would, would that be the most recent one? Yes, the most recent user was unknown to me. Oh, I mean, how did you get the names of everyone else, but not Crixia? As time passes, the effectiveness of this magic may also fade. Interesting. That's, that seems strange. It recalled my name, but, a, you know, this very same day. You're saying that the magic faltered within the past four hours? As time passes, the effectiveness of this magic may fade. That is correct. I have recorded you as Halcyon Stables. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, one more thing before you disappear back into the book. Um, can you explain to me about these equations here? Um, and I'll flip to the page where the equations are. And Are these the equations for synodic acceleration? Uh, they're the ones that Crixia pointed out. Interesting. Um, yeah, okay. This is untreated ground. This is new, Ooh. so I need to, like, remember. I, oh, okay. I'd say this is, as far as the Bodian goes in the book, you've translated everything. You know Bodian. It's, it, it, it's taken you a while, but you've managed to get your way through it. The equations are still, some of them, far beyond you. It's like, just to really sit how difficult this is, it's like it's like exponents of fractions, but instead of numbers, they're sounds. So that's the kind of thing you have to work out to work out how to cast some of this insane time magic. So it's, it's like, like it's the right, the right like hand position, the right semantic components, the right verbal components. It's all very complicated. So complicated that I won't go. <laughs> so these are like, um, um, this is like a spell that is like, past my level at this point in time like effectively yes it would take either an incredible amount of study or some real life experience of just like trying to give the spell a go cool. to really nail down the specifics downtime here we go <laughs> um, okay well. well thank you is there any other questions from anyone else for for squint um at the the two names of the the Bodians, uh, Crixia is looking at Squeeb a little bit different. Um, shakes her head and it, no, I I do not have any questions. Inside check. Um, you okay there, Harris? <laughs> yeah, I was just about to ask. I would I love to roll an insight check on whatever the fuck that is. Uh, yeah, anyone who would like to roll inside check can. Uh, Har- just for those who are just listening to the audio, um, Harris did an inside check in real life. He 
moved so close to his camera, I could only see one of his eyes. <laughs> Flaccid twenty. Coming right up. Um. Oh, that's pretty good. Tria rolled a twenty-four. <laughs> Everybody be rolling. Squeeze got a 14. Uh, Crixia, would you like to roll me a persuasion or deception check? Your choice. Persuasion or deception. Okie dokie, okie dokie. I roll a 6 for an 8. <laughs> I will give you all one thing. That look on her face is a look of familiarity. Those names have been recognized. Um, do you, do you know my parents? Uh, if that is the names that was just spoken, then yes, I, I do. I used to work for them. What? <laughs> have we what? met before? I, I do not believe that they ever brought you along, no. Oh. What did you do working for them? Like oh, this... Merchant... Uh, were they your parents' merchants? I don't know very much about Bodians. Were your parents' merchants? Yeah, they they were they were merchants, and they would, um... Sometimes, you know, travel out of the city to... To get specific goods that they couldn't find in the city. So they, they would, you know, travel sometimes. And, uh... So I suppose it makes sense. Yes, when they used to go out into the desert on their, uh, you know, uh, procurement, I would go with them to keep them safe. Oh! Oh, well. Well, I mean, they're dead now, but thank you for keeping them safe when... Yeah, did, when how did they die? Dead. Yes. Uh, did you do a good job, or... Um... <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> the... Uh, the last time that they were asked for a job, I was busy on another assignment, and I did not go with them. Oh. I'm so... really sorry, Squeeb. If I was there, maybe I could have kept them safe. Oh, um... Well, well, thank you for keeping them safe when you did. This is, um, news to me. I... I... I didn't really know uh, sort of what happened to them. I, I suppose there's a lot I need to find out. Well, when the opportunity arises and we go into the desert, uh, I know the spots that they would quite regularly go. Maybe I could help you find some answers. That would be very nice. Thank you. What are the chances? I'm telling the truth, Harris, if that's what you're about to ask. <laughs> No, no, I believe. <laughs> I believe. But did you use yeah, the ring? Always. <laughs> it's never not on. <laughs> um, what are the what are the chances that you know you would work for his parents and then end up here? Seems quite the coincidence, no? Now working with their son. I, hmm. I must admit, from meeting you, Squeeb, I did wonder if they were your parents. You're not quite common in the city. Yeah, well, as as far as I can see, I mean, I'm 
kind of the only living Bodian in the city. Well, there is one. I have not quite managed to pin him down for longer than 30 seconds, but... Uh, oh. I Unfortunately, I never managed to get much out of him, but he was outside of Halcyon's once, but disappeared before I could uh, talk to him too much. What? Huh. Maybe I have a brother. <laughs> 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 well, hopefully, if we see him again, uh, you will be able to talk to him too and get some answers, maybe. Yes, well, seeing another Bodian would be nice. So, hopefully. Why was there a Bodian outside my house? Other than Scrape? I... Were they, like, snooping around or doing anything, or...? Honestly, I do not know. I did not get a chance to talk to them for very long, and Bodians are very quick. They're a city, for example. Don't like it. If they do not want you to find their city, you never will. And if you do, chances are you're already inside it before you know. Yes, mm. us Bodians don't have six arms for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know do what you, that do means you actually, Are your legs considered Do you also your actually lift them up when you do that? Yeah. Crixia yeah. definitely... I like... So, so like my suit, like they're like folded into my suit and when I put my arms out, they're like almost like... Um, oh, what's the... They, they like roll out of my... Like out of the middle <laughs> of my suit almost. Like uh, Crixia high fives you as you do that. Like... <laughs> Yeah, it tries to get as many high like as she can. Down the line of arms. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool. It's running like a good game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like the first time he's like properly used his arms in public. So yeah, Squib's stuff. Because the way the Bodians are, so I, like, because Squeeb stands on two legs, right, and then just like uses two yeah. arms normally, right? <laughs> so. Your arms slash legs, are they con- are they all considered arms or are they all considered legs? Or the ones that you use are just considered arms because that's how most humanoids exist? You know, this exist, is a or... very good question. Um, they, well, you know how you've got sort of fingers and then toes and your the bone structure of your feet is different to the bone structure of your hands? Well, well, Bodium's... <laughs> All of the bone structure is the same. So, like, technically speaking, they're all feet and they're all hands. Do Bodians have bones? We've got an exoskeleton. I, I guess, yeah, so that, that is bones. I, 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 my skin is bones, basically. <laughs> you know I was going to say you can pass this off. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you can pass this off to Squinter, but you nailed it, yeah. <laughs> the best way to start a descriptor ever. Uh, I'm going to explain this to you. You know how you got feet in hand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my feet are hands and my skin is bones. Any further questions? <laughs> well, if we're um, sufficiently educated around the anatomy of Bodians and their... Many, many arms. Potentially, we could um, do what feet. we came, and f- potentially we could do what we came here to do, and and do a bit more um, field testing of this chronomancy uh, magic that you have at your disposal. Um, potentially test out some things, see what we can learn, and Halcyon will like 
flip to another page in his notebook and like start drawing up like a grid to like take scientific note and be like I am ready whenever you are Squeeb uh, to conduct testing um yes uh, we shall do that immediately but uh let's take maybe a hundred more steps away from the city and away from Crixty's home while reading through uh, Squinton's book is there anything that I picked up on that might be able to like help Squeeb or is it all in the equation stuff that's well magic and math that Crixie doesn't understand the magic and maths would only make sense to not just a wizard but like a select few wizards just to touch on what Crixie said um, and what you uh, just explained um, can I have a quick just before I cast the spell after we've you know moved off 100 feet in a particular direction um can I just skim over the spell and just see what starts and what stops the spell particularly okay. what stops the spell because <laughs> that's the, the part that I had trouble with last time so instead of exploring synodic acceleration you're exploring the new spell right? no 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 uh, I'm gonna do synodic acceleration ah, okay. yeah so reading the words and performing the somatic components um, which as you look at the spell you realize now could only be done with the number of limbs a Bodian has um, it didn't click for you before because it's so natural but without Bodian limbs this specific spell you couldn't cast it you need enough limbs to do all of the little bits of the somatic components um, on top of that so it's the, the verbal and the somatic components begin the spell and the spell ends when you place uh, your two top limbs onto the target's shoulders specifically. That's what ends the spell. Okay, cool. So I'm going to cast two spells in that case. Um, <laughs> the first spell is uh, I'm going to cast Flock of Familiars so that I have a target. <laughs> what? Great. Well, it just, just describe this. Um, I, it, the first time I was going to cast this, this spell, it was going to be a whole bunch of lizards, but um, I don't want to. I don't want to offend or scare um, foresight by cursing um, a lizard. So I'm going to let me just read the spell. <laughs> uh, Summon a whole bunch of smaller monkeys. Fucking flex on giggles. God, don't fuck with me. Yeah, can I can I do that? Uh absolutely you can absolutely give it a go. Uh sure to summon how many small monkeys? Three familiars. Alright. What is it? Yeah. As you summon the spell, the sands of Waha swirl around you and borrowing like freeing themselves from the sand, uh three marmosets climb out of the sand tiny little primates they are maybe like seven inches tall great um and then i yeah so like i did this out there just um yeah you guys have made you've say. made your way to a significant uh to a, a minimum safe distance away from uh Crixia's little home um and a couple of things i want to test out with the spell uh is i I want to see how long the the time freeze will last, so I will be like counting 
sort of that obviously won't be accurate because like counting minutes and seconds in your head isn't 100 percent. but i to the best of my ability i will i don't know count to 10 minutes um and then end the spell by placing it on one of the creatures um but yeah so i i drop my drop my book in front of me um and pop out my arms uh and i i draw four clock dials uh in front of me um and i suppose you guys would all see this you'd see like glowing gold clocks appear very intricate styled um and i would start sort of uh winding each um each hand to a particular number that sort of it reconciles with the equations on the book um and i as i get each one to the correct one i push them out uh and they sort of swirl together and time for squeeb stops um, well that's it for today guys i hope you all enjoyed and um you know i suppose we'll see how time flows uh while squeeb's doing this spell hopefully nothing bad happens right like surely <laughs> surely nothing bad's gonna happen um and everything's it's just like holding your breath eventually i'll have to breathe again right right that's how it works yeah yeah so um you know while while we're in this timescape don't forget to like and like and subscribe and um you know also contact contact us on all of our socials and you know email us on at lostcodcospod.com uh me, i mean that's not it that's not it lostcodcospod <laughs> at gmail.com that's it that's the one um and yeah we'd love to hear from you especially you know all of my friends who aren't gonna die okay they're not gonna die Good everyone, Harris here. Just quickly, a little sneaky little thing at the end. During this episode, when Josh uh, did a Halcyon impression, I made everyone else do one, and it's just fun. I thought everyone should enjoy listening to it, so here it is. Anyway, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Everyone give me their best Halcyon. Halcyon State Raised. It's a little bit too deep. A little bit deep. Halcyon State Raised. <laughs> <laughs> Halcyon State Raised. <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, they're all good in their own way. <laughs> <laughs>